Welcome. To Arcade Audio. episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. My foot got stuck in, like, sea shit. I thought you were gonna, what? I thought you were gonna say, my foot hurts, can I go to the nurse? And I was gonna tell you that this is the wrong movie. I can't find my cranberry CD. Can I go to the quad before somebody snatches it? Uh, Jeremy Sisto is my spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, I think that that, uh, that Except for all, like, he ends up being, like, a piece of shit in that movie. Well, well, no, I mean, no, that's absolutely your spirit animal. Uh, I don't know what that noise was. It's Neither do I. November <laughs> 15th. Very good, yes. sir. Jillian's birthday a week from today helped me there. Uh, we're married. We have movies. We fuse the two. You're listening to it. That's huzzah. That's the way it works. Why you got your fucking my lotion was there? Hey, this is the recording area. Don't need your lotion. This is the The sound's gonna bounce off console. The sound's gonna bounce off the lotion. The sound's gonna bounce off your face. Good one. Um, It has been one hell of a week. Uh huh. So much going on. That is. An understatement. Yeah, we had uh, a lot. Yeah, so you had a lot going on. We had Jillian's first official friend's birthday party. Um, So we had a lot of tiny people in our home. We had eleven children at a like a a, ceramic painting place, which is cool. And they randomly decided to play fucking tag at one point. I was like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) I know you, you, you scared the crap out of all of them. Well, because it happened like everyone was done, and we were like trying to get something ready, and all of a sudden, like I just heard a lot of noise, and there's just like eight kids running around a bunch of fragile, uh, fragile ceramic things. And you're like, "What's going?" And nobody else was doing anything because all the parents. You put that bass in your voice. Well, because also all the parents. Took their sweet ass time, including you, well, to like yeah. paint what they were painting, and the kids were like, "Blah blah blah, it's done." Well, yeah, I mean, and I was the person who was like, "I won't paint, so somebody can fucking manage and handle things." And okay, I did. Okay, but I came back and started drinking immediately. Uh, okay, but yes, it was it was a, a big success. I it would was say. a big success. She had a lot of fun. She had a blast. I She'll think her friends forget. had a lot of fun because every time I go pick her up from after school, they're like, "Can I come over?" Well, <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" We we after that we next came week back, after that December we, we came back to the house and Sam and I's anxiety of not just having eight children uh, on top of Jillian at our home but like other people who we don't also really having, know yeah also having like eight or ten adults that like we've never spoke to before and having to like speak to them and like yeah we, we don't even like to speak to each other sure. on this podcast this is the most we talk to each other every week and I wish that you were exaggerating. It's like 50 We joke a lot about our not wanting or not needing 
to be like sociable or have other friends and stuff. But when push comes to shove, we're still performers and improvisers and entertaining, yeah. interesting people that can immediately I mean, be like, one you of know, us is. You're welcome. Yeah, um, I, I'm not. I am the last person who put up that front. I hate social. Life. Well, yeah, because because here's I get what happens: such bad anxiety. You get, you get bad anxiety, which you had the whole time, and ultimately it kind of wasted away. And then the other thing you do is like the only thing you can default then is just either like make fun of me or talk in things that aren't true, and then it drives me nuts. And then did I, I do be, that? No, not this time. But oh. like a lot of times, like when we're just running anybody, she's like, "Oh yeah, Chris did this," and you know he does it because of Chris this. stuck his fist up his butt. <laughs> You do you do it with your your mom a lot and it drives me crazy. Just, I'm just joking. But yeah, I'm but it's sorry, it, it hurts your feelings. It, it's okay. We met some some nice people and we were like, yeah, we'll do this again. This was fun. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It was, yeah, it, it turned, it turned out, out to be, out to be really, really, really good. Yes. And then my mother immediately came over. Um, and it was ruined. No, it was fine because then we proceeded to just like continue to drink and then went shopping at Walmart. And <laughs> like $180 at Walmart because of the stress of my day <laughs> is what, it was what actually happened. Um, and then we came home and watched this movie. Yes, we came and watched, uh, three of the four of us watched the entire movie. Jillian was like exhausted. Jillian woke up at 7.10 on a Saturday. After going to bed when, almost at 10 p.m. Yes, when she doesn't have a bedtime because um, she was so excited for her party. So by the time we like, we got back and like got like dinner and like we're starting the movie it was like eight o'clock like her normal bedtime um and she, and she was you, you could tell on. yeah and we gave her a little foot spot she got a foot spot for her birthday and she she rock, rocked and rolled i think she still woke up the next day like at 8 15 or something yeah something something um crazy. so she's 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 my kid she's a warrior and then i left town for two days with your mom with my mom three days technically for work and also a family thing um and just got back yesterday afternoon. It's been raining. Again, it was a work thing. And I hate traveling for work. And I had a bunch of meetings and all kinds of stuff to coordinate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we have, over the next 10 days, uh, another kid's birthday party, which is going to be at Disney. Um, we have, you and Jillian are off school and work. I'm off. Oh, thank uh, God. Yeah, I know. I'm off for every day but Monday and Tuesday next week. We have Jillian's birthday. We have uh, fucking Thanksgiving. We have all the families and all yeah, the, it, to do. High stress time. Yes. So we're, we're getting through it all. We're, um, we're trying. So next episode, I believe we will have at least one, if not two movies to report on that we've watched. Uh, we also have one movie to report on because in the midst of all this... Last night I was like, look, I've waited like five days to watch this and I don't want to wait anymore. Um, and I didn't feel like doing anything else but just sitting here and watching a movie. We watched uh, The Killer, David Fincher's new movie off of Netflix. We've done so many Fincher movies for the podcast. I think we've done at least five at this point. Yes. We did Seven, Social Network, Gone Girl. Actually, maybe it's only those three. Uh, Benjamin Button. And I think that's it then. I've wanted to do Zodiac. We haven't done Zodiac yet. Um, we haven't done Girl the Dragon Tower 2 or the game or Panic Room or Silence. So watch this one. Um, what did you think? Like getting into too specific of 
pretty. I mean, I love Michael Fassbender. I could have done with uh, less clothing. Gross. <laughs> it was. It was good. Uh, it was good. That's the most you're gonna get from me on this one, I think. Okay, I I, I thought it was very very good. Um, it's it's not gonna be upper echelon Fincher for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely want to rewatch it because I kind of saw through it right away. I my letterbox review for it was um, I wasn't expecting this to be David Fincher directing his own biopic, but it was still good for what it was. <laughs> Because that's very much my reading of the movie was I felt like this was just a big allegory for his reputation yeah. and his way of making movies and his like navigating through Hollywood <laughs> essentially in the in the guise of this you know very very uh, episodic yeah. Strangely, very funny. Yes, but also it was. I morally that. empty and dark. Go figure with David Fincher, right? A movie that really didn't have anything else to it. Yep. Oh, unless like you can read a lot into like typical Fincher themes, um, with consumerism and you know uh, loneliness and whatever you want to get at it. But I, I still really, really dug it. And a couple. Fantastic sequences. It, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I liked it a hell of a lot better than I liked Mank, so that's a good. Oh, I never saw Mank, but I liked. I, yeah, I you mean, never I did will. Like, yeah, <laughs> I liked this. I, I mean, I think I'm very hit or miss on Fincher. Love the Social Network. Still don't know how I feel about Gone Girl. Um, that's not true. You have a movie like an eight and a half or a nine. Yeah, but I still don't know if I really liked it or not. That makes no sense. No, because I left that... Remember when we first watched it in the theaters and you asked me if I liked it? I said, I don't know. Yeah. And that was yeah. 10 years ago and we've done it for the podcast. I'm I know, like, and I still don't know. Like, I can... And I've said it before. I can appreciate the value and the... Um, just the, the quality of the movie and not like it. That's fair, but I didn't think that was the case with that movie. No, yeah, I mean, I liked it. Well, yeah, so check out the Fincher. Check out the Fincher on uh, by Killer. Check out the Fincher by Killer. Yeah, by David Killer. (laughs) That's such a fucking late seventies, early eighties punk rock frontman name. My name's David Killer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I catch this up. I think we are going to do the movie that Jillian selected to watch for her birthday. I gave her. 16 choices, single elimination tournament Almost style. Almost had Fern Gully make it to the end. I was shocked we had Fern Gully in the Almost finals. Almost had Fern Gully But on instead, here. she watched, she wanted to pick Barbie. So this is uh, your second time, my third time watching Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go ahead and announce right now, uh, my birthday movie will be Oppenheimer. I will buy Oppenheimer. I will pay full price for Oppenheimer. That's not fair. I don't care. Uh, that's a that's movie I want to watch for my birthday. I, I get to pick whatever I want for my birthday. I'm already planning on buying Oppenheimer as soon as I can, which is next week. And I want to watch it again. And I want to watch it specifically with you because it's a very important and special movie to me. And I'm sharing that with you on my birthday. So think about that whenever you, before you just fart out whatever random ass movie you want to watch for your birthday. So that's what I'm picking for my birthday in two months' time. Okay. I know what I'm picking. Does that mean that you have to buy it for me if we don't own it? No. Well, isn't that what you're just doing, though? 
Like no. you're you're saying that we're going to do a movie that we don't own, but you're going to buy. And you said you don't care. You're going to buy it, and I'm, we're going to do it for the movie. So for for the podcast. So technically, if you were as buy current it, day rules stand, we no, would not be able to do it. Our birthdays, for, our birthdays specifically, don't adhere to the rules because you can pick something off the can pick list mm-hmm. you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want for your birthday okay. you any movie you want you want me to be a bitch about it i was can you shut the fuck up <laughs> i was going to wait to announce it until i bought it but because i was word vomiting about this movie and its connection uh-huh. and this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. i decided to do it to give people something to possibly get excited about hearing us talk about mm-hmm. so you has not seen the movie in a couple months but if you want to fuck that point up then please go ahead what are you going to, to oh, choose? No, 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 I'm not going to tell you yet. When do I have to tell you by? Now. You have to tell me by now. No. No, mm-hmm. yes, you do. That's not true. Yes. No. Everyone's, no. Uh, we did Jillian's birthday, we did my birthday movie, so tell us what your movie is. No, I'm not telling you. You're going to also do that again. You're going to cock tease the audience. You have no fucking ability, period. I'm sorry? But <laughs> in terms of knowing how what? to. What's your fucking movie? I don't have one yet. You I'm suck. Kidding. Read the fucking box for Barbie. She's everything. He's just Ken. It's like eight words on the back I of know, this thing. I know, there is. It's great. She's having the best day ever. To live in Barbie land is to be a perfect being in a perfect place. Unless you have a full-on existential crisis. <laughs> or you're Ken. You still got one. You can't say existential. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. So, literally, uh, five. Obviously more than eight, so you're a It was like 40 ass. words on here. Yeah, okay, so shut the fuck up, <laughs> asshole. Oh, boy. So, uh, I, I don't know if we, if I mentioned it off air or I mentioned it after it was mentioned that it was going to be the movie we did for Jillian's birthday. Um, That's always odd when we do a movie on the podcast in its same, like, year of, like, theatrical release. You figure this movie's yeah. been out uh, four just months. Just a few months. Yeah, yeah just a few months. Um, so it's, it's hard to kind of, like, sit and retrospectively, you know, talk about its meaning and its impact. I mean, you always can do that in the moment, but it's better after time has passed. But yeah, yeah. But when you have something like this that's, like, Instantly iconic. It's the, it's the biggest movie of the year. It's the biggest cultural thing of the year, besides Taylor Swift's, essentially. Um, Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour. If you're going to say it, say it right. Well, I'm, I would, I'm, I'm just saying her just in general. You don't oh, have to, yeah, that's true. I mean, but... between just that, the movie, and mm. the concert itself, and her relationships, and yeah, whatever else is going true. on. And her the fact in that general. we're probably going to do Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, the movie, for the podcast for my birthday. It's probably not out on DVD by then. Oh, it will be. Next month? No, it won't be. It's still in theaters. Sorry. Darn. That sucks. I just also do it next year. I'm mad at you when I give that movie like an eight and a half. <laughs> I'm punch you in the face. Um, so the third time uh, we had seen Barbie. You're a fucking dick. <laughs> third time we seen Barbie. Uh, this was the second of three times that I was in the bag while seeing Barbie, and uh, I, I prefer it as such. Um, 
You're such a dick. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great concert. It's not fucking bad. Um, too many shots of the crowd. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, what on your second viewing of Barbie? In between the tears in your eyes, <laughs> what did you think? I was crying so much. Who knew? It's only three moments. Yeah, but they're very... Obviously, this is spoiler-heavy. This is the first time we're talking spoilers about Barbie. Yeah, this so this is, is a very spoiler-heavy heavy well, show. Any, but... Well, any actual... Whatever the title of the podcast is, we're going to talk about the fucking movie. So if, if you haven't seen fucking Barbie... Well, I mean, know. mostly. Yeah. Sometimes we don't, because I'd rather talk about anything else than some of the movies that we've seen. Sure. But... Um, the three main... Well, there's really only two main parts. I know, but and it's the third like the one overall that, vibe. Well, the first one that gets to me is uh, the scene you on the park. You can't talk about anything that gets to you in this movie. <laughs> oh, we're starting already, That's huh? the whole point of oh, this movie. Oh, fuck. I, I, the, at the top of my notes about MVP, I went, this is just going to be one hell of an argument, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think everyone knows how much I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and he's the MVP I, of the movie. I love him. <laughs> I think he's fabulous. But Margot Robbie is the MVP of this movie. Oh, okay. All right, well, well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I knew it was going to happen, but we'll, we'll get there. Just because you have a dick and Ken and he doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> doesn't mean... Look, if I could trade, I would. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. No, we all know what it means. No, it's uh, it's only right that I talk about my feelings and my emotions on this podcast because that's the fucking partially the point of the movie. Yes, I'm the aware. The part of the movie is that men do suck. And <laughs> yes, I'm also aware. Um, the th- I'm gonna fucking say my my fucking thoughts. The three parts of the movie that get to me. The two main ones are obviously America Ferrera's monologue yes. about what I mean, it's, the about most how hard it is to be a woman. Beautiful. Uh, I, Allegedly. I, I, um. <laughs> You know how funny that was. <laughs> You're gonna leave the room. Yes. But I'll just I'll just read all my notes, and this will be a short, sweet to the point. I'll I'll dominate Chris, this podcast. You've never been short and sweet and to the point. I've been sweet. Never been short and sweet and to the point. <laughs> I'm so funny. Uh, <laughs> so her monologue, and then um, the the finale of the movie, not the the ultimate ending of the uh, the movie, but when. So then you're using the word finale wrong because finale means ending, <sighs> not. I would consider the final scene more like an epilogue. Honestly, like the mm-hmm. movie really ends when she talks to Ruth, and Ruth has the line about. Mothers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've ruined this for don't you. Don't touch me. I've... Oh, it's like we're playing Smash don't Brothers, touch and, me. and I'm trying to get you to hit me on the air, so I have this as a as a. Uh, don't touch me. Evidence. Okay. Um, the line about mother standing still, so you know their daughters yeah. can can walk. And you're not even saying the line right. <laughs> I was I was waiting for you to do it. No, no, go on. You wanted to have this platform to talk about your feelings and emotions. We need platforms, to be perfectly honest. Uh-huh. Um, into the Billie Eilish song and the 
eclipse of essentially just life. Um, those two moments really get to me. The third one yeah. is the moment earlier on in the movie when Barbie is just sitting on the bench and watching, again, just experiencing human beings and life and earth. And just starts to cry. It just starts to cry and she, and she tells the, the, the lady that she's beautiful and she goes, I know, like that moment is so like fucking sweet and impactful and, and amazing. And that was the first one that got me in the, in the theater the first time. But I was also trying to contain myself because I was sitting with a bunch of strangers. I had so much in my system. It had been a long day. I didn't want to be like the weird guy that was watching Barbie by himself. But you were the weird guy. I was, but I didn't want it to be like, I was trying to be like cool about it. Um, So all those moments are most of what I take away from the movie in terms of, you know, what I remember when I hold on to. The rest of it is just like the most beautiful fucking batshit fever dream. But it's hilarious. So it's so well done in terms of like historical accuracy with what the do you mean different characters? Oh, you're talking about like I the mean, history of Barbie. Okay. Barbie's historical. I, what do you think I meant? I didn't know you're a woman. Who knows what you mean? <laughs> that was a nice little like. That was a second knockdown. I'm done. I'm done. Uh-huh. Now the rest of it is going to be a nice uh-huh. tit for tat, ten nine uh-huh. r- battle. Uh-huh. You know, unless you uh-huh. me again. Okay. But. If yeah, you, no, by all means, please keep talking. No, were we talking about historical uh, no, no, accuracy? No, 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 it's fine. I yield. Obviously, you have much more to say. Well, yeah, I do. Um, if you actually try and figure out how this all, like, You're works. just putting words together that you hope make a sentence. Yeah, I'm enjoying my time in my Mojo Dojo Castle House. <laughs> I say that right. Not at all. You are the worst, Burr. No, I'm great. No, I like the how much of the history of Barbie they brought into it. They did it so well. Everything looked so disproportioned purposefully, and it was so well done because that's what Barbie is. Because she is so much bigger than her dream house. Like she stands in the dream house and like she like takes up floor to ceiling most of the time. Like just the way everything is proportioned and um. It, it just brings so much joy, just the na- naivety and the uncovering, like, the journey of her uncovering, like, what it is to be human is really cool. This movie boggles my mind in so many different ways. Like, this is a billion dollar movie. This is the biggest hit of the year that just a base off of a toy brand that the toy brand company helped, you know, finance and produce and put this movie in position and hired like the biggest stars in the world and like this up and coming director and this like indie writer. And they basically just like took their concept and didn't like completely shit on it, but shattered its, conceptionalism and its meaning ah. in such a like a strong way and and all at the same time giving giving credence and a voice to every kind of angle of whatever argument you want to make about what Barbie and and, sure. and it all means. I slightly I slightly 
Blah, blah, blah. I slightly, I slightly disagree mm-hmm. with with that statement. Not so much the latter part, but the beginning part, where you said like that they basically took everything that they stood for or stand for and like shit on it. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily true because especially in, in more recent years, they have really pushed a lot more of like the diversity, the like you know. Normal proportion, Barbie. Um, out of necessity. But but more out of necessity, yes. Because when Barbie first premiered, people weren't like we are sure. now, and so I think like A lot of they the did it to keep up with the times. Was it slower than yeah. A lot of that. It should have been sure, but I I disagree because I think I mean. I grew up with Barbies. I grew up buying Barbies. So, like, I know the different careers and the different, you know, I I know what it stood for. And and I've seen the different colored Barbies, the different shaped Barbies. They have, like, the Barbies that are in the wheelchairs. Like, they represented all of it so well in the movie. And And I think that that Mattel as a company has gone on a journey. It's just... When you're all in on something like Barbie, it's very hard to, to to do verticals in that. Like you have to basically create the verticals, and and sometimes it is hit or miss. Like you have pregnant Midge, or you have the doll that's boobs grow. I mean, like it's not like they didn't have failures, and I think them being able to laugh at themselves is really great. It is. And what I was referring to earlier was a lot of what I feel like what they've done with their products and their lines and their messaging, to me at least feels a little hollow because, like, they have to do it. If you don't do it, then you're just continuing the systemic problem that you've been a part of for decades. Um, But what is still at the forefront of it all is still the same recognizable face and figure of, of everything. Those are all ways to appease people instead of making a thorough systematic change. Just my just my take in my opinion. Um what I was getting at was if you actually try and like figure out how this all works and like the scope and this like this the story itself, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> like Chris, it's about fucking Barbie land and the real world colliding. It is. But Okay. It's not supposed to make sense. It should. (laughs) It should. I still love it because it's poppy. It's crazy. You don't care ultimately because you're just along for Well, obviously you do care. But I have to sit here and review and analyze a movie. Chris, but this this is not historical fiction. I'm not saying it's historical fiction. I'm saying that he's... A story, a a, a story, mm-hmm. is something that exists, and typically, no matter how esoteric or how nonlinear or whatever you want to throw an adjective on a story, it should have a through line that somebody can understand. And you can understand this movie, but you can understand this movie because I feel like this movie is distracting you more often than not with amazing music. Brilliant production design, incredible performances, um, some some thought provoking uh, 
I think the dialogue, messages. Yeah, the, the dialogue, dialogue. Yes. And the script but is just if as you were strong. just if you were to sit and ask somebody what happens in this movie, and they tell you Barbie exists, she's still a toy in this in the real world, right? Like she's a toy. She is America Ferrera's toy. But she exists in this like other world and can go to this real world. Mm-hmm. Like the does the toy and not exist it, and the, interact with? Well, does the toy not exist then because she's no. in the real world? Like that's what I'm getting at is if you were to actually just sit and be like, oh, how does this all fucking make sense? How does this mm-hmm. all work? I think I think the movie comes up short there. It's a very minor critique I because I, okay, I, I, so I explain it to me. And I think well, I think it's like you have such a double standard because you can't tell me that. There's a, the concept of this, that there can be, uh, you know, two halves of a whole, essentially like two halves of this doll, right, can't exist in the real world together. It's kind of like what you described to me, like, describe to me the movie Nope. I'm easily. I can easily describe the movie Nope. I'm not not gonna... Nope, I'm sorry. Describe to me Us. Well, Us has a lot of flaws as well, but Us is essentially about an underground society of people that come up and try to kill their doppelgangers is the long and short of it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that don't make sense in terms of them mimicking the people right. underneath them and how they got the clothes. And like there, there's glaring plot holes. I think this movie has glaring plot holes. I think this movie excels in a lot of areas where us, this is a weird ass comparison does because you have mastery at work in so many other things that it's able to mask and cover up the fact that if you were to just take this at its face value, there's nothing really here in terms of what the story is. But it doesn't matter because of what the movie is trying to say in the midst of what it's doing. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt from the first time I saw the movie, the very first day with Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. They're going to be permanently and forever compared to one another. Yeah. You're the reason they had to make this movie, right? <laughs> I don't even like horses. That's your problem. I mean, I, I you know. I, I know what I mean. It's hard to verbalize because it's, it's hard to, like, like, sit and talk about this movie in that manner because, honestly, I don't want to talk about the movies, man. I want to talk about all the fucking hysterical and outlandish things that happen, but I also talk about the things I don't like about the movie. The things I don't like about this movie are when it gets muddled in, like, the kind of minutiae of, like, them in the Mattel world, and, like, she has to get back in a box, and, like, then they're chasing each other around. Like, it it just gets a little clunky and messy, and a lot of that stems from how we could actually make this make sense. That's all I'm trying to say. And you can disagree with me if you want. Oh, I do. Which is which is great. Cool. But I, I'm right. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. I do. Um, but that's another here and there because the rest of it mm-hmm. fucking cooks. Sure. So fucking much. Yeah. Um... What? No, I'm just letting you, just letting you talk. No, please do go ahead. What, no, what, no, what are no. your favorite parts, and what mm-hmm. do you like about the movie? No, I like hearing. hearing you like whatever your I thoughts. like. I know you're right. 
I like um, hearing your thoughts about good. about how the movie has no plot. Isn't that what you just said? It's not what I'm saying. The movie has a plot. What I'm saying is that a vast majority of the movie's plot at its core is, it, it, is nonsensical. But why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad... It, it, it is the, to me, the only significant negative about the movie. But why is it a negative thing? Because... Like, I'm at... I'm at like, because if the why? movie actually took an extra, like, minute and a half, two minutes to kind of explain how Barbie land and the real world can, like, like actually live in themselves... And if this is like an alternate dimension or a multi, I'm not really a multiversal thing, but like she just comes to the real world and Mattel's like, oh, this happened before and this, that, and the other. They just kind of shoo over those things and that's fine. But the movie could be even better if you gave it something that tied it in a nice little bow in this instance. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm saying. Okay. So the whole thing when Weird Barbara was talking about there's like a a portal between their worlds. Uh-huh. Right? And yep. it was that it was the barrier was was breaking and that's why Barbie was having irrepressible thoughts of death sure. and all of and cellulite and all of that. Like that summed it up. Like there is a barrier. There is something between them. She said Never the twain shall meet. Don't you remember that whole scene? That that you're asking for that, mm-hmm. and they did it when she explained that they're supposed to be separated, but now their twaining is meeting. wasn't Wasn't enough for me. Okay, well, <laughs> just what I'm telling you. Uh, I mean, the the stuff was weird. Like the concept of weird Barbie makes sense. Like, they're this, you know, this damaged toy. I think the I also did think that scene was a little too long and drawn out. Absolutely uh, was not. I, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, let's get to it. Let's go. Because they're, they're, to me, speaking in circles about it. I think you're thinking this is one of the best movies of the year. You're not making it sound like it. I am. It. I have to fucking do this. Okay. I, it's not enjoyable to listen Two people talk about a movie and just gush over it and sure not it actually fucking talk about it's, its great. positives and its negatives. This movie has infinitely more merits than it has detriments, but it still has fucking detriments to me. Does okay. it have detriments to you at all? No. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so we should have had Jillian on the podcast. She's been like, I like Barbie. <laughs> She would have just sung. I'm just Ken the whole time. I mean, that's the scene of the year. That that is that is there. There's plenty unexpected. Oh no, it was expected. Well, no, it wasn't expected for him to do a power ballad. What do you mean? It was a big swerve that he started oh, singing. There were 200 swerves in this movie. There's, there's there not. There are 200 swerves in this movie. From when you started tabulating them because you, for the first five minutes of the movie, no, no, you no, weren't I went doing back. anything. I went back. You can't go back. Yes, I, did. I said, oh, fuck those dolls. Swerve tiptoes. Swerve, there was no water in the This is, shower. you just proved my point. 
about those dolls. When no, she no, was no, 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 no. So I'm doing a podcast about like what? movies and so film, and no, you just have a bunch of fucking fragmented serial killer thoughts in capital letters that you are saying are fucking swerves in a movie when they're just things that are happening in the movie. Well, yeah. I cannot wait for this year to be over. And if you ever say the word swerve on this podcast ever again, I'm going to hit you with a fucking truck. That was a swerve when she told the That's a swerve. It's a swerve of me hitting you with a fucking motor vehicle. Okay, it's on record. Don't edit that. If you ever do this horse shit ever again. Okay. What I was referring to was I guess you didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, because I don't like spoilers. I didn't have anything spoiled for me, but just if you fucking watch the trailer and saw fucking dancing and singing. No, no I don't like to do any of that shit. So when the trailer of the movie came on, what were you doing? Just plugging your fucking fan yeah, over I don't your like, eyes? Yeah, I don't and... like to pay attention to them. You like pay attention to a lot of things. Especially you. Uh-huh. No shit. Um... Yeah, I'm just Ken is, so I don't want to continue to argue, but. But you're gonna? That is what everybody remembers about the movie, is that particular scene and that song and that performance. Um, It's the best thing I've seen in a movie all year. And that includes so then we any scene the, in Oppenheimer. Then we should give the MVP to Mark Ronson for writing such no. a bop. No, we should give it to Ryan Gosling because he's the Smoothie. only person on the planet that could pull that off the way that he did. Well, Not yeah, just in that moment, amazing. but all around. Well, I want to break that down as we keep going, but I want to talk. I want to now have to fucking stand for this movie more than I need to because you've raked me over the coals just for trying to voice my opinion about the one week part o- about the movie. I didn't rake you over anything. You're entitled to your opinion, but nobody usually calls you out on your bullshit because you're a man. So <clears throat> I had to do it. Lovely. Uh, I'm going to fart on you. Great. I don't fart because I'm a civilized human being. Because there's something wrong what with What I was you. getting to also with Mattel earlier was that you, the fact that this movie within the first like five or ten minutes just dives headfirst into the meta commentary of because of Barbies, like all women in the world have no problems and like highlighting the fact like how fucking rough you all actually have it. Mm-hmm. This is a billion dollar movie, ostensibly for kids. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's uh, just a fucking baller flex that they're able to fucking do this. And to me, some would say Mattel is like okay with it and gets it. To me, it's more so like they're just naive to the fact that they're kind of getting made fun of or they're just bent over the barrel and they really have nothing to, to, to fucking do about it. And they just kind of have to be like, yeah, you know, haha, you know. It, it, that's how it kind of more so rings out to me than giving them credit. That's that's just that's just my take. I don't think I don't think that Mattel will put their name on something. I think they would. And I, endorse it. I 100% unless, think they would. No, I don't I don't think that they would. Not not now. Not like today. Maybe this 30 years ago, but not... No, I say the exact opposite. Today they will, 
Because 30 years ago, they can be like, nope, this doesn't gel with our brand and yada, yada, yada. And they can just own it because it was a different time. Now they do that. Well, then what does that say about their take on women and diversity and culture and yada, yada, yada. Like they got to kind of go with whatever the people they hired to do the job were intending to do. That That's more so what I think it is. Especially in the, the era of fucking movie executives just dropping the fucking, you know, any movie they want off a fucking cliff and tax writing it off oh and doing God, whatever. Yeah. They can very easily bury this or do whatever to make this disappear if they wanted to. But they're not going to because they also recognize what they had on their hands. Um I mean, because a lot of my notes are just things that Ken does. <laughs> like, I just have a list of everything he does that just makes me laugh. Um, it's it's it stands up so strongly for a movie to have so many things that will be just like be in our lexicon forever. Like, like them in their skating attire and in their oh western attire, you know. Also, that being used as they enter the real world and understand like what the differences between men and women are in the real world versus Barbie Land is awesome. Um, and then it gets compared to when Barbie is trying to find her kid and she has the old lady. What do you have before that? It's Ken's trip to Century City and him just getting bombarded with like presidents, presidents and horses and Sylvester Stallone and Mink. You know, and things like that. Uh, I I do think the Mattel HQ stuff is the weakest stuff in the movie. Um, it's it's just a layer that I don't think you need it. It's it, you could do it. I just think it was too much of it. There's like there's two or three scenes of like Will Ferrell and just the executives, and I think Will Ferrell has some some pretty funny stuff. He says some wild shit in this movie mm-hmm. as only Will Ferrell can. Absolutely. But like the, like them being such a, a crucial part of the movie, I think is another reason why I was just kind of turned off a little bit about, you know, just having that, like their name recognition be, you know, at the, at the crux of so much of it. Um, and then you get into, you know, Barbie meeting who she thinks is her kids, actually mm-hmm. her kid's daughter and, you know, Sasha destroying her. <laughs> it's another, it's another, like, it's a great scene, but it's another, it, it is a great it, it's, it's another weird one. I'm just like, who's this fucking 12 year old little bitch? Fucking, and I was like, all oh, right, that's just fucking 12 year old bitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, exactly. We're five years away from that probably. Exactly. Great. Um, <sighs> but I, I think, so, it's a tr- it's not a travesty because we have two of the best performances of the year that we're going to be arguing about for MVP and LVP here in just a few minutes. It's a travesty that those two exist because I think America Ferrer does a fantastic oh, she, job she in does. this movie. She, she does a great job. Her connection to the situation is the touch to keep the momentum going yeah, throughout absolutely. the movie. And then uh, it stands to reason, I think, you know, she has... Pitch perfect delivery. I mean, she's still getting some supporting actress buzz because of how strong her performance yeah. and that monologue is. I mean, that monologue is is uh, incredible. It's just incredible. And we saw, so we did Little Women, but a, f- a couple months ago, and no Greta Gerwig's M.O. at this point of just being, you know, this mm. women empowerment, yeah. f- 
fucking As she should. badass. It it's a thousand percent the kind of thing that was done to spark debate and you know can pick at the the dumbass people that were going to pick at it mm-hmm. <laughs> and she did it anyway and the, she didn't even try to veil it as anything nope. else like it could have been very easy to write a monologue that's about something else but kind that, of that's, like that, that, that's, gives itself yeah, to that I, but no yeah no it she was, was just direct like, it was like, the first line it. of it is it is so fucking hard not fuck it it is so hard to be a woman yeah <laughs> and then you just fucking go you just and that's go. and it's 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 it so true awesome uh this is also happening after ken has already taken over in the midst of a sam smith song and volleyball playing in his mojo dojo casa house which i do want to have at some point in my life um, you want a mojo dojo casa house yeah I mean, I, I mean, that's what my room is upstairs, basically, is a Mojo Dojo Casa house. That's true. Yeah, so I'm just trying to, if I can get the whole house to be that way, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Good luck. Um, and I just love, so Ken has this expectation of being able to do anything and being entitled to it. Oh. And then oh, coming sounds... back and changing things because he can. Oh, that sounds like. And taking from women. Oh, that sounds like. It sounds like you. It sounds like me. Don't say me specifically. Say I my gender you, and my... I meant you people. Okay, good. That's much better. Thank like you. You primarily. Yeah. Like you as the leader. I don't lead all white men. But you you have influence over... <laughs> you Smith, if I had influence, you think I'd be like sitting it. here with you right now? Yes. No, I wouldn't. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> The more I say no, the worse it is. As quickly as I say it, it's horrible. I despise you. What do you what do you think? What do you make of Alan? I want to hear your thoughts on I Alan. I think that you have had it so easy. Whoa, I have not. I almost got through it without laughing. Try again. Try again. Look have, me in the eyes and tell me. I've not had it easy in my life. Give me some examples of how you've had it hard in your life. Oh, boy. Well, my, my nuts itch right now. That's one. Uh, <laughs> Why do we I'm tell having, everyone? I'm having to tell you about my problem. Why don't we tell everyone about the time that you got hired at a company that I had been at for years making the same salary as me? Well, we had the same position. Yeah, but I... I, I had a lot more experience than you. A little bit more, yeah. No, 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 a lot more experience. But I was a man, I was going to do it better. Well, no, you were a man, so they paid you more. And, and I was going to do it better. I still did it better. Still the best service manager that there ever was in that area. So. I surpassed you by the end of it. Well, because you were stuck there longer. Not my fault. But. I'm not going to say anything. Keep going. Okay. But am I am I wrong? Yeah, you are. But keep keep going. I'm wrong. I'm you wrong are. that you got hired, making the same amount of money as me, even though I have more experience, and it was only because you were a man. I'm I wrong don't... in that statement. That no, statement. I think incorrect. I was able to show my value to the company and what because, I was. Oh, going to because do. because a white man hired another white man. Well, you're putting emphasis on white man here, as if like you know, we were taking jobs from Navajo Indians or something. But uh, it would have been the Seminole Indians in this area, actually. 
I'm not getting into the specifics of the area, but, you know, it was very difficult to work for that man. You know, I had to deal with that, you know. That was something. I always forget about the depressed Barbie commercial. It's an amazing flex, just plopping in the middle of the movie. That's fantastic. I always forget about when whenever push starts, I'm always like, oh, yeah. They just rake Matchbox 20s over the coal, and it's, it's fantastic. Um, to your point earlier about stop looking at me like that. I'm just looking at you. You complained a couple episodes ago that I don't make eye contact with you and have a conversation yeah, you're bug with eye you. Looking at me. And now you're saying not to look at you. I'm trying to pay attention to you when you're talking. You need to find a great middle and show ground. Show you respect. Thank you. You need, uh-huh. find a, you need to find a good middle ground uh-huh. between not just like playing fucking jewels of the Nile on your phone uh-huh. and not like looking at me. I'm like looking at you. Fucking. Uh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either I'm going to look at you or I'm not going to look at you. The historical accuracy in terms of going through the history of Barbie and oh, highlighting. I, wait a second. I just said that. I just said that at the. Yeah, but I'm making the point now. Of Should you fucking dick. Gotcha. <laughs> she punched me. 4908. What would be different because Samantha said two things we can't air on this podcast. So she punched I'm me. i say it again. Ooh, that hurt. I did workouts today. Good. Trying to be- I'm trying to better my body for you. Not for me. It is partially. It's you not can, partially. I'm trying to get that Ryan Gosling cut. I couldn't get if that. If you got that Ryan Gosling cut, we would not have time to do anything. If I got the Ryan, like Go- make a podcast. If I got the Ryan Gosling cut, I quit my job and I'm working out nine hours a day. Uh, but like the sugar I mean, daddy, I would support you. The sugar daddy Ken and the Ken with the earring and the growing up Barbie, like or growing, growing up, up Skipper, Skipper. Sorry, no, my my notes went uh-huh. to the next line. Uh, into like the, the third wall break and the monologue is just like a top tier stretch of the movie. It's great. It's, it's fan- and the fact that it's all like and legit. Oh sure, that's and what I was talking about when I said like how they kept true to like the history of Barbie and like they didn't shy away from basically things that didn't work. For the moment, Barbie returns to Barbie Land. And you go through that and then them unprogramming the Barbies with the fucking shit like the Lou Reed line and the Godfather thing and the glasses thing. Like, those are such brilliant, biting, true things. Like, I've heard plenty of podcasts and read plenty of fucking takes on this movie and every time the person's like i'm not gonna lie the godfather thing like really stuck <laughs> like i have done that sort yeah of yeah thing. yeah absolutely and it's like, yeah it, that whole stretch fucking the reason cooks. why yeah because it's true you know we had to read a book in college called truth and comedy mm-hmm. and it's the lesson of the book is that things are funny when they're true. Can you stop? I, my nuts really your... itched. I'm sorry. Can you clean yourself a I little did. better? It's, why do you make it so fucking warm in here? I didn't make it warm in here it's at all. Here. It's 71. You want this fan on? Well, no, because you're going to have a podcast and everything. No, it's fine. I'll, I'll deal with it. All right, stop. You're distracting me and jiggling yourself. It's jiggling. Yeah, this is jiggling. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Disgusting. But it's true. Like So all of the things of like... The macho-ness and, and the ways that they distracted the Kens were perfect because that's that's how men act. 
That's how you people act. Stop, stop saying that. <laughs> but what? It's what? not. It's not right. What isn't right? Um. What isn't right? You've never done that. No, I have never done that. You've never done something like that. You've never generalized a, a group of people. No, behave one... like those. Oh, behave did. like them. I don't think I have. To a woman, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I've never done that sort of thing to you. Have I? I mean, your you've brain never too mansplained small. Your brain too anything? small to remember anything. Uh huh. You know. You've never mansplained anything so. to anyone. Give me an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're no, t- it's no, fine. I'll let you before, think of it. Before I could even, you're normally blabbering out seven questions in a row about whatever I would mansplain in the first place, like wrestling or basketball or fucking whatever else. So you were part of your own racist problem. Because you're the one that's... It's not racist. I'm not racist your own, against you. Your own you. gender's problem. Sorry. Use the wrong word. So that's, you know... Don't say that I'm doing the things. When you're uh, jumping the gun and proving my point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else here? Again, I just... Uh, you didn't answer my question. What are your thoughts on Alan? The first cut to him on the beach is fucking hysterical. But he's another part of the movie that, like, I think I have a read on. But I'm curious to see what your take is. I mean, I feel like... I I, I don't think I can get into it without us talking about the acting. Like, the MVP and LVP part. I I don't know how that makes sense, but... Well, because I don't... I think anyone else... Are you asking like about Alan? No, I'm talking about what does it mean the in the character, uh, what is it? Yes, or like I'm not well, because you about... said what are your thoughts on Alan? And I'm like, I think it could have been anyone other than Michael Sarah. If I would have said Michael my Sarah, thoughts. then I would have been asking about the performance. But instead, I'm asking about Alan. So what is? What so, do you think? How do you interpret conceptually? Yes. Ah. So I had to mansplain that to you because you, you didn't well, understand no. my question. Oh baby, I could make this. I could make this going all night. All right, go on then. Keep going. No, I've asked you a mm. question, so you have to answer it. I don't have to do anything. I think Alan represents the kind of like n- newer generation of man in this allegory of the struggles of men versus women. Because, like, Alan is, is more so, like, on the women's side. He doesn't like it that Ken's in charge, right? Um, so I think it's kind of like that. I don't want to say wokeness because it's not it. But it's, like, the awakening that man has had that he doesn't. That, that like, he can be an ally to women and supporting women and doing all of that. Still, be a man. It's an interesting. That's what I. It's an interesting read on of it. Um, I I, I didn't. I didn't see it from like the woke aspect of it, but I I get that. See, I I took it as kind of the bridge between the two, more so from like a non-binary LGBT angle in terms of. Well, yeah, it's like the gay best friend. Like, no, no, not, not, even, this was, not even, not even that, not even that. But if just this like, was like a '90s movie, the, the, not even that. I'm, I'm not looking that on the surface. Of it. I'm looking that to me. It is so deeply coded that your own 
perception of it, it might change from person to person. For me, in terms of uh, this is Alan, there there are no other Alans. Like he is he is this island. He is this own thing that doesn't fit into either one of these big fucking stereotypes or these big archetypes Mm -hmm. that exists in the world. And he is largely in the background, largely silent, largely incapable of doing anything really Mm -hmm. of impact because of him just being Alan. So that to me, like he doesn't get a chance to have multiple outfits or multiple, you know, ways. Well, yeah, I mean, he he can't, he can, he can fit in Ken's clothes. Right. You can put yourself in the mold that we've kind of tried to make sure. for you. That's how I interpreted that. Um, I had no problem with the performance. So the fact that you said the performance, you weren't necessarily a fan of. I mean, out of everyone, I think that it was my least favorite. I, he's not my LVP. I, I, I struggle for an LVP. Um, I have somebody, but it's, it's minor. Um, I, I almost wish there was more to him, but... I think that's also part of the point is there's not a lot of Alan. Right. And, and I think it was like sprinkled in, right? Like you got more Alan, like as the, as the movie went on and then like in like the climax and he helped with, you know, unbrainwashing the Barbies and stuff like that. But yeah, that was like kind of what I got from it was, I don't think there's any real wrong answers with, the Alan, I'm sure there's a, yeah. a, at the core a reason for it, um, but I, I think both of our, our our thoughts are good. Another minor thing I didn't like about the movie that I didn't know that I didn't know going into it. The introduction, the intro of the movie, and this is something I just don't like that movies do in general. I don't like how much trailers give away for movies in the first place. But this is not what I'm referring to in this case. The beginning of the movie was like the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it lost its impact. Like, I think that was a gr- it's a great analogy using the 2001 motif oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour to like what Barbie did to the toys and girls and, and its meaning. But use that for the movie or use that for the teaser. But don't have both. Don't yeah, don't repeat it because then it it just it loses its umph. Like when the movie started, I was like, oh that's interesting that they did that. Okay, I've seen this. Yeah. With a with a little bit extra to it, but nothing substantial. It's like, oh okay. It, it, it was a it's a minor a minor uh, bugaboo about it. Yeah, but I think I think um I think that it gave us time to have the narrator. And I think that was so important. Mm, Helmir does a great job. Well, yeah, Helmir does a great job, but I think the character of the narrator does a great job Mm -hmm. throughout. It's not constant, like in some movies there there are, but, you know... Pops up when she's needed. Pops up when she's needed. Killer lines, you know. Margot Robbie's not the best representation of this <laughs> scene or whatever. Yeah, the movie has no yeah. qualms about breaking whatever wall is necessary to Absolutely. get its point across. Absolutely, and 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 it it's done very well. They handle it really well, and yeah. I think um, and I think that that beginning scene helped establish the narrator as 
that other character like that. Oh, sure. Trusting source. Yeah. More so than if, if it was not a part of the main movie. Yeah. Um, other little things want to shout out. Wonderful. Uh, the biting commentary of Ken's being as important of a woman is great when you figure that the other through line for the movie is just men being dolts in every way. Like Will Ferrell's character, all the other Mattel executives, fucking the dad just trying to learn fucking Spanish on his phone. <laughs> um, that stuff just fucking works. The final line of the movie, I cannot believe they did. A lot I of, can. A lot of people... Greta del- Gerwig... Has the biggest balls. A lot of in people Hollywood. didn't like that at all, and I love it because it. I think people thought that it undercut some of the meaning and the message behind the movie, and I disagree with that. I I, 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 I disagree. I, I think what it does it it's, it just grounds and level sets what they're sure. trying to say about being a woman, being a woman sure. in life is that. No matter what, we are all connected by certain things. And if this is what you want, then unfortunately, we there's no control we have over certain things. We need to sure. be able to fight and have control over other things, but we are still united by, for lack of a better term, bleeding out of our fucking vaginas. Well, not every woman bleeds out of their vaginas. Well, you know what I mean. And I agree with you. I just did not like having... To explain to Jillian what that line meant, right? Because we also saw this movie with our daughter twice, twice, now. yeah, now. and she loves it. But loves she, it. She doesn't. Well, no. Look, our daughter is a very, a very emotionally yeah. mature. She gets it. Well, she, she does. She doesn't get it. Well, no, she gets it. She gets it. What? That she knows why you would go to a gynecologist. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking. I thought you were talking about the Barbie, the movie in no, general. No. She. <laughs> She kind of gets it yes. because we we she explain a, it to her. She, she would get if I were to give a ten question test oh, to yeah. my mother and Jillian. Jillian, Jillian would, would get ca- an A, and your mom would fail. My mom would get like a D because she'd probably just guess a lot, but she also slept through seventy five percent of the movie when we watched it with her. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I yes. I'm going to start crying now because now I brought Jillian into it. And now it's going to remind me of all the mother-daughter scenes and the woman ahead of it. And like how scared I am for her to grow up in a world Mm -hmm. where she's, you know, not able to be the CEO of the toy brand that's built off of a woman's back. Right. Basically. I knew when the Rhea Perlman character was kind of introduced, I'm like, oh, that's probably like, you know, the mother of Barbie or, or whatever it be. And I was like, that's a weird choice. But she, they nail it with that, that final scene and that kind of like in-between place of, yeah. you know, kind of detailing why. Oh, right. It was in between the real world and, and Barbie land, right? That's where they were, weren't they? We were an hour and four minutes in, in and we haven't even had the MVP and LVP argument. of it? So I'm just going to say, yeah, you're right, and move on when I'm just giving you lip service. Um, you, didn't even know, you didn't even know what that phrase meant before you met Lip me. service? I was too busy giving lip service to other people, if you know what I mean. Uh, y- you wish. I was. Um, 
it works because of uh, the emotion behind it and because of just it's stripped down and it you've built up to this moment and Margot Robbie does do a absolutely phenomenal job of being this really really contemplative and lost person in yeah. this movie even as like the barbies are taking you know control back and you get these little glances at her face and her body language and what she's going through like she's happy but she's not she's not she's content she's 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 fine yeah and that's i mean that says it all right like that's that says it all that that's what you and so many others have to go through on a second by second basis especially Um, when we have especially when men like you well, that's why she just should let Ken us. stay over and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. We need to get into this now because it's our, we're already going extremely Mar- long. Because Margot Robbie is the MVP. Ryan Gosling is the MVP. M- look, Margot Robbie mm-hmm. is the MVP of the movie. She's one of our greatest living actresses. She's she absolutely is. She's fantastic. the MVP of the movie. She's wonderful. MVP. Why? Because of everything that you just said. The I, emotion and the gravitas mm-hmm. that she can bring. Just that scene when you mentioned earlier when she's just sitting in the park and she's watching people and then she starts to cry is so moving and so powerful. And she does it flawlessly. And she... My... The ability that she had to go from being happy and perky and wonderful when she first met Sasha and then she's hysterically crying in the corner mm-hmm. I mean it just brings truth to the things that a lot of women go through every day all the mm-hmm. time and she just does it so well and she is so authentic and so genuine I think that she's perfect for this role and she brought it to life and she really sent the message home. It's Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie. To be honest, I was more interested in the patriarchy when I thought it was just about horses is the greatest line (laughs) in possibly movie history and it is delivered with such conviction. I agree. I, I, I hate that we have to do this. I really do. But, as many flowers as I just gave Margot Robbie about what she does in this movie, I would give the writing equal credit for her part. No, that's, that's, it, that's not. No, 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 no. Let me say my piece because I have not been able to say what I'm thinking and feeling here. Thank you. Ken and what Gosling does with it jumps off the screen as being this somehow incredibly genuine creation that seems natural for its performer. Not that it doesn't seem natural for Margot Robbie, but 
it seems natural by doing and becoming the most preposterous and out like the first two seconds you see him in the movie he doesn't look fucking real he looks like a fucking plastic doll in his movements in his mannerisms in his acting and whatever he's doing it's and i my hope is because i'm obviously gonna make another one of these um and this is a tricky subject to even broach but my hope is when they do a second one i want to get behind who the fuck is is playing with ken because, I mean, if, if this world exists, right, there's got to be somebody who's playing with Ken, too, and what the fuck is his problem? Or their problem, you know what I mean? Because um, it's not established that that's still America Ferreira's Ken, right? That's just a fucking Ken that's she out there. She didn't have a Ken. Right, so how um, does that Ken exist? There's there's my, you know, there's the so, fucking thing about it. So... I'm not done. Um, he is laugh-out-loud funny in every single second he is on screen. It doesn't matter if he's just going, what? At the dancing that's happening. It doesn't matter if he has this utterly agonizing, smiling energy and he, as he's trying to get through Barbie having another girl's night. Or him saying, he is to me, when talking about the other Ken being cool. Or when he is saying that he has all the genitals. Or when he's taking books about trucks and tiny babies. Or calling somebody tiny babies. Or if he yells sublime. Or if he's doing any fucking part of anything he does at the end when Kendom falls apart. It is a unicorn of a performance. When Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. starred in The Notebook. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think we've done for the podcast. We have. We've done for the podcast. Thanks for remembering. We've done for the podcast. He actually made furniture because his character did. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, that's just the kind of actor he is. Yeah. Um. So it's still Margot Robbie. <laughs> she, I have given Margot Robbie compliments. Okay. And I've been able to. I've, I've given Ryan Gosling compliments. What compliments have you given him? I said I like his abs, his body. And if you can't be eloquent enough I said, to no. actually have this I debate, s- then I think I should win it. No, I said that he, he had... If this was a debate class, did, I would be winning all the points right me. now. Excuse me. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would because speech I have, was my strongest subject and I got the speech what and debate award then? for my entire school. It's just because you have a big mouth. That's all that it is. And you They're would have like, been disqualified for making a personal attack. So if you don't really know the rules of speech and debate, don't try to come at me. <laughs> so you can shut the fuck up. Okay, thank you so much. It's going to be Margot Robbie now. Now I'm not even going to give you the dignity of telling you the things that I liked about Ryan Gosling. You should, because that's what a fucking conversation is about. I'm done having that criticism and analysis. I'm done having conversation with you. What was the most offensive attack about me saying I was a better debater than you? Because it's not true. Absolutely. You're a better masturbator. It's a 100%. If if we were to have a debate judge, we're going to fucking do this sometime next year. No. I'm going to hire people that are professional debate analysis. And we're gonna watch a movie, and we're gonna we're gonna find a big difference we have. Yeah, and we're gonna have a conversation. And I'm going to have cited examples and points 
and I'm going to, and you are going to be like, oh, I like his abs. And I'm going to be like, all right, well, you win. Well, no, that's not going to happen because exactly what I just said will happen every time because you cannot help yourself from making personal attacks against me. Oh, no, I will in that case. No, no, I'm doing you it can't now. help it. I'm doing it you now. You can't because... help it and you absolutely would do it and then you would be disqualified no, because can... you're a terrible person. No, I can I can 100% stop that anytime I want. It's you're, just, no, it's you funny can. to the audience and it's funny to me. Because you absolutely it's... cannot. I bet you that you cannot go the next year of this show. Well, that's just that's just not fun for anybody. Without having a personal attack. Against a year is a long time. Fine. The next episode. Oh, yeah, done. <laughs> okay. What's our next episode? Uh, it's either Demolition Man or it's Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Fuck, I'm already editing. Now, don't do that one. I'll tell you what I was going to say afterwards. My joke is how I'll get through it. Um, but I don't want to have to edit again. All right, so are we just going to fucking flip a coin or... Because I'm, I'm not... This is one I'm not relenting. I, okay. I honestly truly believe yeah, flip that... Flip a coin. There's a quarter on your on your end table. Meant to be. The quarter that this man is on. So that should mean that we win. Oh, it's a new quarter. I haven't seen new quarters in a while. Mm. What's on the back of this quarter? A woman. Hey, there you go. How exciting of a, Edith, of a life. Edith. Uh-huh. So that yeah. was probably offensive. Hawaiian. I, I can't. Just said. Well, it's very small writing and I can't read see. in general. Yeah, you can't read in general. Exactly. No, I, I yes, can't. No, re- nope, you said it. You're the one who said it. Yeah. So it's fair. So I'm going to flip it. If it lands heads, it's Ryan Gosling. If it's tails, it's Margot Robbie. <laughs> Drop it down. <laughs> I was trying to do that actually. A good catch. Thank you. Ready? I'm ready. There's no arguments or debates there. Sure. Well, ultimately, if it's Margot Robbie, it's fine. Will you be yeah. fine if it's Ryan Gosling? No. Well, that's but what it's we're fine. Doing. Flip the coin. Did you drop it down the couch? Nope. I don't know where it went. Oh, I got it. I'm going to do it again. I haven't looked at it. It's Just flip fair. it here. Just no, put no, it no. Right I want to do it again because I want to actually catch it and be fair. The MVP of the movie is. Margot Robbie. Robbie. See, I took that very, very well. I believe, I don't know where my list is. Where do my books go? I don't know. Where are my poop reports? (laughs) You put them away. You left them in the bathroom. After yelling that out loud, I get everything you were saying about me and men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Uh, my whole point. Gosh. The shock he didn't check out a book called How to Poop. <laughs> um, all right, well, I think this episode was an absolute disaster. Uh, so let's. Who's the LVP? Oh, right. Uh, I totally forgot. Um, I'm not, I can't make it Michael Sarah. I think he did a fine job. I have a very small. I was assuming it was going to be Will Ferrell, just because, like, when I. Again, the first time I watched it, I was like, that's a weird, like, cross section of things and people. But then. <laughs> When he does things like, how much do you weigh? doesn't matter. Like, like that's He's something. just like... He's just being Will Ferrell. Just being like, Will fine. Ferrell, right. So the two people I have, it can't be this one because this one's so minor. He literally only think has two lines. Is John Cena? Like, it's just like... I, I don't know... Why? Yeah, it's just... It's just weird. Uh, my actual LVP is the guy that plays Dinkins. The, uh... Like, the... The, the Mattel cubicle guy who brings it up the ladder and like he's in like the rest of the movie i don't know why that wasn't 
like Michael Sarah or why that wasn't like somebody like we rec like give that part to like I don't know like Jake Johnson or something like give it to somebody we know so we can kind of like attach ourselves to them. I see that point. Like I, I don't really have anybody else. I think Issa Rae didn't have enough to do, and I thought she should have done more. I like all the other Kens, uh, Simu Lee specifically. I thought it was very Amazing. very good in this. Yeah. Um, we already mentioned America Ferrera. Ariana Greenblatt I think is a future superstar, and she's fantastic as Sasha. Um, Absolutely. Mi- Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. God, I mean, so she, funny. Uh, and so fantastic. good. Fantastic. Um, all, all the other Barbies are really, really all good. All the other Barbies are really good. I, um, there's really not anybody else that kind of, you know, bothers me. That's why I was I was going to give it to the, the Dinkins guy. Are you okay? Yeah, that? I mean, I think, yeah. I think overall the Ken's, all the Ken's performances were, were, were fine. Um, and it would be more like the character of the Kents than anything else. So, yeah. Connor's... Connor, Connor swindles. Yeah, Con, Connor swindles his way into the... cast. And in, into an LVP. Um, I, I feel like we accomplished nothing here because you had to just combat me at every waking moment about whatever I was trying to get across to the movie. That's okay. I, I, I still love the movie, and I still love you, and I still love... Are you fucking kidding? What? No. Okay, fine. You're just gonna prove my point. You can't gaslight me, you know that, right? Because I've been gaslighting, gaslighting you for you. 16 years. I'm not gaslighting right. you. Sure. I, you couldn't okay. gaslight me okay. if you were at a Chevron with a fucking flame. Well, that's just a dangerous combination. <laughs> What's your fucking score? I rest score? my point. What's your fucking score? I mean, I think it's a fantastic movie. I, I, I really loved it. I didn't have as many hang-ups as you did about the, uh, you know, plot holes that were apparently there. But um, I really love it. I think it was great. I love the message behind it. And like we said, like the music, everything, it's it's great. It hits something my daughter and I can watch together. My mom loved it. Um, oh, I didn't know your mom saw it and liked it. Yeah, my mom loved oh, it. I had no idea. My mom loved it. Absolutely. My um, mom fell asleep. <laughs> I think that says everything that we need to say about our parents. Um, I'm giving it a 10. I thought it was great. God damn it. I'm giving it a nine and a half. <laughs> I knew too, this was going to happen. Too, too much women for you? I knew this was going to happen because mm. of everything we've talked about. This is an absolute achievement. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, so where'd it fall short for you? What I said before. I uh. think I, I take a half point off in that I think it gets a little lost in its own fucking smell sometimes. I think you get lost in your of, smell sometimes. I have strong stench. It has two of the best performances in a, a movie like this ever. I would say the two best performances in a movie like this ever. Um, it It's funny. It's emotional. It looks absolutely fantastic. It just gets a little too in its own way trying to be kitschy and meta and playing to 
that part of the room. And I don't mean that in any derogatory except the people that are like fucking looking at it through fucking nine different layers and trying to analyze mm-hmm. and critique it and come up with, you know, Easter eggs and things for whatever. Um, I, I think it could have stood to stew a little bit more in terms of what it means. I'm excited for what a sequel could potentially be from what I kind of talked about earlier. And if they just kind of establish her in the real world and then she has to go back or do whatever, like, I think there is potential there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is a crowning achievement in cinema history. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not a 10 for me. It is okay. a, it is a nine and a half. So 9.75 for Barbie mm-hmm. is the official score. Um, and that is that. Um, cool. Thank you for listening to this week's No, 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 no. I no, thought no, no, we were going to do the plugs. I, I was going to recap everything else we got going on. Then, oh, you, can, then okay. you can do the plugs. Oh, okay. I was taking I was taking a moment to fucking breathe after this war we had to fucking go through just to talk about this fucking movie. Look, we were just having a conversation. It's not my fault that you can't handle it. Stop being so sensitive. Throw this at your cooter. Excuse me. <laughs> Next week uh, is Batman Mass and the Phantasm. So... I will not be. I will not say anything derogatory to to you at all. Next episode, okay? Because I'll be on Cloud Nine. I'm watching the Batman animated series movie. Okay. Then we got Demolition That's Man. That's fine. We'll 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 see what happens. Then Love Light Tonica. Mm-hmm. Then Deck the Heart. And then uh, whatever movie you are choosing to do for your birthday, are you finally going to let people know what it is? No, after? no, no, no. I'm going to wait. Going to wait. Cool, because you have no idea what the fuck it is. Um, yeah, but also to build up the suspense. Can't wait. Yeah, and we'll have uh, we'll have at least one, if not two, movies to talk about uh, at the beginning of the podcast, as well as Jillian's birthday. It's only going to be one. Anything else? Oh yeah, that's right. Because we'll have to have the other air before then. Maybe three, because I'm not going to go see the movie that you and her yeah, are. You go are. See. Nope, I am not going to go see it. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Okay, we'll see. Now you can do the plugs. No, I do the plugs. Yeah, I know. I was so trying to. You, just you weren't it. even close. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. That's always how you start the plugs. Yeah, but you were doing it. I was, because then you normally are like, oh, you can't do it. And then you just start talking and doing it. You don't even give me a chance. Yeah, did you not watch the movie? Thank you for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you with what, always. What would you just say? <laughs> Let me see how fast I can do this and not Go be on. intelligent. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mary Moons. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mary Moons. Thank you for listening That's horrible. That's just tacking on awful podcasting. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcade.io.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash arcade.io for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married With Movies. At Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married With Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, you can... Uh, I was... <laughs> you fucked up. This is why it took me seven hours to do the uh, the recording for the movie theater. This is also why uh, Richie's the one who did audiobooks. Oh, he edited that shit like crazy. At... Your host, Mall38, on Instagram. For you. At Jam with your Sam. Wonderful. For Showtimes, press two. Anything else? There are no other plugs that you do? No, we're done. And then the pod, fucking blog thing. Pod bloggle. There you go. Well, yeah, why don't you talk about I'm not doing blog? it every week. I don't want to do it anymore. That was my... I, let me be. 
But you love writing about wrestling. I don't. I, I only am doing it every so often now because I'm too fucking busy. Well, if Because it takes have, me an hour and a half to fucking talk to you about why time, fucking Ryan Gosling is better than Margot Robbie in this movie. If you And have why time, this movie is not as good as fucking Oppenheimer because this movie doesn't make fucking sense for ten minutes. If you have time during this holiday season and you want to bond with your families, you should read Mullet's Podbloggle. What's the last one that you put up? Halloween Havoc 1997? Because I'm pretty sure I'm close. Uh, no, you're not. What year are you I'm in? I'm not doing you. For mullet. I'm so angry. <laughs> How little you fucking pay attention and listen. No, I know you just said that you don't do it. The around you. No, I, do, I, I was just trying to... Promote it. I don't want. If I wanted it to be promoted, I would do it myself. I don't need your help. Yeah, but I'm. It. I know you don't need my help, but I'm still gonna help. That's not helping. Because I'm a I'm a helpful person. You're not. I'm a great person. You're not. You're not gonna win the bet. I am gonna win the bet. You can't go five seconds without saying something bad to me or mean to me. You're a wonderful mother. Look at me when you say it, though. No, I'm I'm doing this so I don't explode. Oh, okay. End the show. I did. I tried to. For Mullet. For Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Flash the movies. You can say whatever you want to say. We're done. The, 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 the podcast is over. What are you still doing? Go home. No, this is my house. I I'm- live here. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.